It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Julian Council, and I'm so happy to be here talking to you all about the Carolina Panthers. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Odyssey, and wherever you pretty much get your podcast from. You can follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Again, at Julian Council on Twitter. That's my name. That's my Twitter account. So please follow me and get in your questions for the mailbag. I will be taking mailbag questions for Thursday's episode. So we have one last chance to ask me whatever you want to ask me about the Carolina Panthers and what they're going to do on draft night. I already told you what I think they're going to do. I'll give you my definitive what I think is going to happen. You already know what I want to happen. If you've been listening to this podcast since I've been doing it, which has been through the last month of just draft stuff, my opinion really has not changed. I have reacted to how people feel about things, but my opinion pretty much has not changed on the Carolina Panthers. But I am interested still in what you think should happen, and I'm still interested in what's been going on and what a lot of people out there think should happen. But I will say this. Man, I'm over the NFL draft. I'm just ready for it to be Thursday. I'm just ready to get the second and third rounds going on Friday. And on Saturday... I'm ready to have a beer or two, or three, or four. Maybe even throw in a cocktail, man. Like, I am just ready to get this draft season over with. I have not made any bones about it. This is not my favorite time of the year. I'm just ready to finally get to the games. Like, I am so tired of talking about whether they should take a quarterback or not, or whether they should have a left tackle, or a corner, should they trade back, all the possibilities. I'm over the possibilities. I ain't got nothing else to say about it. And anyone out there who says that they have anything to say, like, we have reached the point and the whole NFL draft process where Bucky Brooks of NFL.com is saying that, and NFL Network as well, is saying that the Baltimore Ravens with Lamar Jackson, who was the league MVP a year ago, not just past season, but the year before, should be graduated and that they should draft Justin Fields, barring he falls to them. And somebody will get into it, had Justin Fields following all the way back to the end of the first round. Like, that's where we reached in the whole draft take thing. And like, honestly, the draft takes became tired like two or three weeks ago. We reached the wired part where Bucky Brooks is saying, we need to treat this like a college organization. The Baltimore Ravens need to be about what they what they said they were about, and they need to move Justin, get move away from Lamar Jackson, don't pick up the fifth-year option, tell Lamar, hey, man, one more year, we're bringing in Justin Fields, and the show goes on. That's where we're at. So I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have much else to say about the draft. And it might be the same stuff. But we do have different listeners every day. So you don't always hear what I have to say. But you should know by now where I stand on the NFL draft. So I'm going to give you an opportunity on the final episode or before the first round to tweet at me and let me know what you want to know. Just ask me questions. You tell me your opinion. I'll give it out there. Might be a different perspective and all that kind of stuff. So... That's where I'm at here. I'm going to do the podcast today. I might say things you've already heard. 
Hopefully not. Maybe I'll come with some new material. But again, we've been doing this now for three months. And I've been doing this podcast for, what, fifth week now? I'm running out of gas when it comes to the NFL draft. Just tell me who's on the team and how we can assess it from there. But I do actually have an interesting little hypothetical that I was getting into on Tuesday's episode, yesterday's show, if you listen back to it, on April 27th, that I want to talk about. Also, some interesting... uh, talk on get up in a way actually actual news there's barely any news but actual news when it comes to what diana russini is reporting tom pelissero and albert breer on the patriots and a certain local guy over the border that might could potentially be here in carolina also chris sims man this dude's wild when it comes to his mock draft so we'll get into that and also other things going on but the carolina panthers first off and Justin Fields. We keep having a conversation. Should they take a quarterback at eight? Does it make more sense to just have Darnold? Or you could just have this stable of Darnold and Bridgewater and Fields. So you got one quarterback who's really no good in Teddy Bridgewater, another quarterback who was worse in New York and Sam Darnold, and then Justin Fields, hopefully, would turn out to be the better quarterback. But still, let's let's say this. Let's say this. What if? What if? At number eight, the Carolina Panthers take Justin Fields, like a lot of you want to happen. All right, let's say that happens. I'll play your game. Okay, I'll play your game. They take Justin Fields. He sits this year. Sam Darnold making about $4.4 million, whatever it is this year. He's the starting quarterback. And Darnold goes out there and balls the hell out in 2021. What do you do? Now, let's also throw this in here. Say they don't pick up the fifth-year option. What do you do? Going into the second year of a rookie deal with Justin Fields, he didn't play a snap other than in garbage time with Sam Donald, who would say he balls out. And if he balls out this year, the Panthers are going to the playoffs. So let's just say the Carolina Panthers, they drafted Justin Fields. They don't pick up the fifth-year option with Sam Donald. Donald starts, balls the hell out. Panthers go 11-6, losing the wild card. Okay? So wild card, you saw Sam Donald played well in his offense. So then what happens? Because that's the thing about this. When we talk about whether we should have a quarterback or they should take one this year, what happens? Because Fields is probably not going to start day one after they find a way to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater. It's going to be Sam Darnold. It's going to be the starter day one, in my opinion, whether they draft the quarterback or not in the first round. So if Sam plays great, I've heard it was described as a great situation for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, sure, great situation. But you don't draft Justin Fields in the first round unless you plan on being a franchise quarterback. Because here's the thing about Justin Fields. Like, okay, so fine. Sam Darnold plays really well. Carolina has to make the decision to extend him or to move on, graduate him, in the words of Bucky Brooks. And then you hand the keys over to Justin Fields. But say they want to keep Sam Darnold. And they want to give Sam Darnold, let's say, a, a similar contract to what Teddy Bridgewater just had. Or still on currently, where it's $33 million guaranteed, basically guaranteed starter for two seasons if he plays well enough. And in that third year, there's more money that's not guaranteed until the season starts. So what do we, how would we say that happens? You going to be able to trade Justin Fields? Because what I've been hearing is that Justin Fields is going to be dropping back and he's going to be the fifth quarterback taken. So of all those teams that passed up on Justin Fields, say that they become quarterback needy, are they going to want to take him? Because there's going to be the, I mean, there's still going to be the unknown because he's not like he's going to have played in 2021. He's going to have had sit behind Sam Darnold. 
and you're going to still go back to the, the tape that you had on in college. And if you didn't like him before, why would you like him now? So I just wonder, do they end up recouping that same pick? Because we, we've talked about it. If they trade back, you got to try and find a way to get that second and fourth in next year's draft back before you trade for Sam Darnold. At the very least, get the sixth rounder this year. That doesn't really have that much value. So that's just saying, like, if Darnold plays well, you're in a situation where, okay, what if he's on a fifth year? Okay, say they pick up the fifth year option. And Darnold plays well. And he's guaranteed $18 million a year. And then you have Justin Fields there. And Darnold keeps playing great. So you got two seasons where Field hasn't played. And how many people out there are going to be very, that interested in this quarterback? Because they could they could make up the excuse, oh, Justin Fields just can't beat out Sam Darnold. That, I'm sure that will be said. And then I go back to teams didn't like him before. He's being viewed as a fourth-round pick by some team out there. Or are you going to be able to get that compensation back? Yes, the NFL, there's a lot of desperate teams out there. So it's very possible, might not, might be highly likely that happens. I'm just interested to see if that actually happens, how things play out. Like, if they draft him at 8, I don't see why they would pick up the fifth-year option in Sam Darnold. Now, here's the thing about that, too. And I tweeted this out on Tuesday afternoon. If the Carolina Panthers are really about that smokescreen and really want to drum up some interest here and some of the drama, Scott Fitter would pick up DJ Moore's option before the draft. He'd either do it on Wednesday or he'd do it on Thursday. He'd do that. And then he'd let Sam Darnold sit there until May 3rd. If they really want to be about the smokescreen, pick up DJ Moore's option because we've seen teams start to do it the past couple days. Pick up that option. And let teams think even more that you're not committed to Sam Darnold past this upcoming season. I want to see that play out. Because that's what that's the only thing we're lacking. We've got all the nonsense, all the smoke screens, all the rumors, all this, that, and the third. To quote Cam Newton. But we don't have that yet. So Scott Federer, please deliver. I need more drama as I'm getting so over. Not even over. I'm sick of draft season and I'm ready to move on. Someone who also might be ready to move on is Stephon Gilmore of the New England Patriots. Owed $7 million going into the 2021 season. Final year of a five-year deal in New England. Aging player, but a very good player. Former All-Pro. And, of course, he's from Rock Hill, South Point High School. And played for the University of South Carolina. The Gamecocks for the old ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Well, I guess he prefers the HBC, the head ball coach. Diana Rossini of ESPN brought up an interesting little trade proposal there on Get Up. And there's also been some reports from Tom Pelissero and Albert Breer of the NFL Network and of Sports Illustrated, respectively, that we got to get into as it pertains to New England Patriots trading up potentially from 15 to 8 with the Carolina Panthers. So in the, all that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagements, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and it's fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. 
So if you're in the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey Panthers fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea, text DRAFT, that's DRAFT to 231-231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Tesafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now to include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Sorry, that was a little weird, but, you know, my brain scrambled. I'm so sick of the draft, but we're almost there. We're almost to the end. But Diana Rossini, I will give her a round of applause. You actually gave us something worth talking about, even though, you know, people put out all these reports every day and whatnot. But let's get to just before Diana Rossini. On Monday, reports had come out from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. The Patriots have been making calls to move into the top 10 to draft a quarterback if one, such as Justin Fields, slides. Albert Breer, Boston guy of Sports Illustrated, the Monday morning quarterback, also said that two of the teams that the Patriots contact about moving up into the top 10 are the Atlanta Falcons at four and the Carolina Panthers at eight. So... Pelissero, Breer, both saying the Patriots are interested in moving into the top 10 potentially to draft a quarterback. And if that quarterback is available, it would likely be the guy Justin Fields out of Ohio State, the Ohio State University, that they would want. A quarterback that, again, we've talked about and the Panther fans still want, and I still think is a better player long-term than Sam Darnold. I just don't believe right now that's what they need to be doing. They need to be focusing on building the totality of the roster. So when you do find that quarterback, which could be next year, or, in a, I mean, you know, just to be honest, it could be a while, but still, let's build a roster and whatever. So Diana Rossini, she was on ESPN Tuesday morning on Get Up, where honestly, Get Up has become like the Fine Bomb show in a way. If you guys ever watch Fine Bomb show, I, I'm not sure what, why you would, unless you're a a big uh, SEC person. And just a little insight, like I used to work at ESPN Radio for a time. I did answer the phones for an entire fall on the Paul Feinbaum show. So, like, Phil's from Molga, Tammy, who's a big Auburn fan, may she rest in peace, Larry from Shelby, like, all those people. I spoke to them, like, every day on the phone. So, I mean, I know all about the Feinbaum show and just the crazy takes that people throw out there. So, it's like, you get on Feinbaum when it comes to college football, and when in Rome, just throw whatever out there. And the get-ups kind of become the same thing. Now, this is not like, Diana Rossini didn't just go out there and throw, like, a wild take. Like she did give some little reporting, and this is what Diana Rossini had to say about the Carolina Panthers and New England being potential trade partners. Something to keep in mind, and it's a small little storyline to keep an eye on, Stefan Gilmore is in his final year of his five-year contract with the New England Patriots. He's making about $7 million this season. The New England Patriots could perhaps deal Stefan Gilmore on draft night as part of a package 
to move up if they are in the business of getting a quarterback. I did speak to a team in the top 10 who told me that they have had calls with New England. So that is Diana Rossini. And I'm very curious if one of those teams was the Carolina Panthers. And I think it was. Scott Fitter said what, on Friday they had spoken about six teams about potentially trading back and those teams trading up. And I, I have to imagine one of those conversations was with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots as it pertained to trading back. Because I think, I like I've said already, I think the Carolina Panthers, and just getting the feeling from people I spoke to, um, spoken to rather, and from everything we've heard and read from the team, that they would prefer to move back in this draft. And at 15, they could still get one of the top three corners that they like. Patrick Sertan out of Alabama, I don't know if he'd be there. J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, who apparently they love. Maybe he's there. There's also Caleb Farley, who his medicals, the two back surgeries had, have a lot of teams scared off. Maybe Carolina could be fine sitting there at 15 and getting Caleb Farley while bypassing quarterback and then getting back some of those assets that they gave up for Sam Darnold and still finding a way to build this roster and hopefully saving Sam Darnold to the point where they actually have a franchise quarterback and passing on to Justin Fields ends up not biting them in the ass in the end. That's kind of the the thought process that goes into here. But the whole Stephon Gilmore piece of it is very interesting. So we have to think back to Scott Fitter saying that we made all these moves, Hassan Reddick and A.J. Boye and Sam, to give us all of the possibilities heading into the draft. That's what makes the Panthers draft choice at eight or what they're going to do there at eight and all the possibilities interesting because there's so there's a myriad of things we could talk and we talked about them all of what they could potentially do now stefan gilmore being a part of the trade package is something new and something we had not heard before and diana she's pretty on top of these kind of things so she's saying that they could ship off stefan gilmore and it's only seven million dollars now here's one thing he's 30 right now he'll be 31 when the season during the season i think when the season starts and then going to the 2022 season, offseason, he's going to be a free agent. So is that enough for Carolina? And you have to wonder, Stephon Gilmore, he's won Super Bowls before. He's been a, he's made his money. Would he be happy staying here in Carolina? Because we have spoken about and talked about that in 2022. That's, I think, really why a lot of people want to see the Carolina Panthers get a quarterback. And I understand this stop process because you see Brady age out. You've seen, well, not yet at least, you've seen Breeze retire. Matt Ryan, people were talking like about Matt Ryan like he's Tom Brady's age, but he's only, what, 35 still, and I think he has some year, years left in him. I don't know how many good years, but he's lost some years left in him for Atlanta to still not win anything, um, if we're being honest. But getting a young quarterback could put the Carolina Panthers in position to dominate the NFC South for the foreseeable future, at least until those other teams figure things out. So I understand what's gone into the thought process of wanting to get a quarterback there. I just also just wonder, like, Man, like, would that be incentive enough? Like, does he see Sam Darnold maybe incentive enough to want to stay here? Now, he did go up against Sam Darnold the last three years, so I can't imagine Stephon Gilmore has really any high praise for Sam Darnold as a quarterback. Now, things could change with they become teammates, as they typically do, but I'm just going to wonder, like, depending on how things go, like, is he going to be like, ah, I don't really want to stay here. I mean, this guy can't really play. Like, I'm I'm back home, but is, is that enough? Because I know we love the homecoming story, I love it, of course. But, like, these dudes can go out there and play and win elsewhere in the twilight of the years they want. Or they can make that next big contract. And would Carolina want to give a 32-year-old corner the kind of money that Stephon Gilmore's probably going to be 
looking for in the open market. I, I'm, I'm doubtful, especially after all the bargain hunting they did this year. And that's because of the declining cap situation and all of that. We don't know about Dante Jackson and what's going to happen, whether they want to extend him next year, because I feel like he'd be a lot cheaper. He probably won't be on the same level as Stephon Gilmore, depending on how he plays this year. A.J. Boye, how does he play? How does that factor in? Troy Pride, Stan Thomas Oliver, you know, how does that work out? And then potentially if they do draft a corner late in the draft. Like, Stephon Gilmore would be great here in Carolina, I feel like. It would be great to have him here, just knowing that you add another good corner, or at least a guy who's been elite in his career. Next to another guy who's been a, a Pro Bowler. And Dante Jackson also slots in there. I would love if those three guys are out there in a nickel package. Or in a dime. Like, I would love that. But, just long term, is that the best thing for the Carolina Panthers? Just bringing on Savon Gilmore. Like, getting the picks, whatever they're going to get from New England. I, I, I'm going to like that, especially. But then what do they do at 15? Are you still going to potentially go J.C. Horn? Because they like the top three corners, like I mentioned. Will there be an offensive tackle they like there? Is there a wide receiver? Like, does an Elijah Morrill miss? Does he make any sense? That's just one. It adds another element. I just feel like the Carolina Panthers have probably done what they want to do. So, in that corner, at least, outside when it comes to free agency, outside of what they potentially would grab in the draft. I don't know if Stephon Gilmore is necessarily what they're going to be trying to reach for. Now, if he's there and if New England wants to give him up, I think they, I think absolutely you take him. I just don't know if he's going to fix the corner position past this upcoming season. It would be great to have him, make the defense a lot better. I'm just speaking in terms of, like, past this season, like, him, Boye, and Dante Jackson, all three of them could be gone. And we're going to be talking about, in the draft next year, Carolina needing a cornerback in the first round or wherever they're situated in the draft, depending on how, you know, trades and picks and go, all that kind of stuff goes. Where this year, if they trade back like they preferably want to do, they could take J.C. Horn, and no matter what happens with Dante or A.J. Boye, they could feel pretty good about that they have a cornerback of the future right there that they pick up in the first round. But the Stephon Gilmore piece of that Patriots trade makes it far more juicier, and it's something I'm absolutely on board with. I'm just mentioning that, you know, long-term, who knows. So there's that. And there's also Chris Sims, man. God bless Chris Sims. Seriously, because he had one of the wildest mock drafts I've seen all year. Now, at least he wasn't all status quo, and he has had a record of nailing some of these quarterbacks over the last couple of seasons. Like, he nailed Lamar Jackson. Like, the, the pick, you know, the pick. Get your head out of the gutter. So, going to get into how wild Chris Sims' mock draft was in just a moment. But first, uh, let me tell you all about our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. The Kentucky Derby is back as the first leg of the Triple Crown begins this weekend. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious, sir. 
18 amazing flavors now at Built Bar, including the six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, to go along with some of the 12 original flavors, coconut almond, German chocolate, salted caramel, toffee almond, and peanut butter brownie. Now, if you're a fan of flavors like orange and raspberry, and you're worried you're not going to get any chocolate, well... Built Bar has you covered because all bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew. Now you hear chocolate, you hear brownie, you hear all that caramel. You got to think there's no way these things are healthy. Well, you're wrong. They are healthy and they're great for anyone who's health conscious, anyone who's trying to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone who's on a keto diet. Now do this for me. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now where you can earn a free cooler with your first purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. That's right. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. And here's the cool thing about that too, guys. Whenever the Panthers make their pick, they're going to call and ask me what my thoughts are. Like, I'm sure I'll probably be active on Twitter and let you know. I will be recording a podcast, of course, to put out there on Friday for you guys to hear. But if you want my initial reaction to what the Carolina Panthers do at 8 or if they end up trading back, you want to hear the first thing I have to say, my initial thoughts, and you don't want to wait until Friday morning to listen to it or maybe at midnight if that's when I want to play the podcast, you can go ahead and check out what we're going to do live with the Draft Network. Those guys are awesome. Joe Marino, he lives here in Charlotte, hosts the Buffalo Bills, the Locked On Bills podcast. You got Kyle Krabs, who hosts Locked On Dolphins. Trey, Trevor Sikama has done a really good job. He's also a local guy and big Bucks guy in the past. Did some really good podcast work with the Panthers recently. And also you got Benjamin Solak. A lot of great guys over there at the Draft Network and really excited to be a part of that and everything that we got going on here with the Draft. Now, <laughs> this man, <laughs> Chris Sims. This boy's crazy. Seriously. Chris Sims is out of his mind sometimes when it comes to like the NFL and stuff. Like Again, he did nail the quarterback rankings a couple years ago when it came to the 2018 draft that Sam Donald was a part of, where I think he had him listed as his fourth best quarterback behind Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Baker Mayfield. I think in that order. And then Josh Rosen was number five. He had one year, he had like Daniel Jones as like the sixth guy. Uh, and just insane. But he's been pretty spot on. When it comes to quarterbacks, I think last year we had two of fourth behind Jordan Love and behind Justin Herbert and behind Joe Burrow, which I don't, we don't know about Jordan Love yet, but you know, I, and I'm not going to give up on Tua either. I thought Tua was awesome at Alabama. I think the Dolphins did a lot of stuff to help him last year. That's why there's a lot of people talking about tra- drafting a wide receiver, particularly an Alabama wide receiver, but this ain't a Dolphins podcast. So Chris Sims mock draft, I'm sure you saw it. The status quo, Lawrence won. Wilson too. Mac Jones. He's Chris Sims did go to Texas, played at Texas with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is his friend. So Chris Sims is out here saying that Kyle Shanahan wants a guy like Mac Jones, who a lot of these scouts love and say he's the most pro-ready quarterback and a guy who can fit into Kyle Shanahan's system. There's been a discussion about, okay, like wouldn't you want the more athletic quarterback in Kyle Shanahan's system? Well, I think really 
for what Shanahan's looking for is just the guy who's going to run a system best, not necessarily the guy who's going to be able to do things outside the system and, and do things that traditionally have not been done in the system. He just wants a dude to stick right in there, plug and play. And apparently he thinks that's Mac Jones. Kyle Pitts going to Ford Atlanta, Jamar Chase going to LSU at five, Devontae Smith six in Miami, Panay Sewell seven to Detroit, which would break my heart, which then prompts the Carolina Panthers to move from eight all the way back to 19th with the Washington football team. Allowing Ron Rivera, Marty Herney, our friends there, Curtis Samuel too, to move up to take Trey Lance out of North Dakota State, which I think would upset a lot of people. If you didn't get Justin Fields, and Justin Fields, by the way, is on the board that the Panthers would give up an opportunity to draft both those quarterbacks and allow Ron and Co. to do that. I do really wonder if David Tepper would sign off on letting Scott Fitterer give Ron and the ex-Panther staff who he exiled to Washington, D.C. to live out the rest of his days of Dan Snyder and that dysfunction, even though they did win the division last year. And their quarterback situation currently is Fitzmagic, who has never won a division as a starter. Never forget that. As much as people love the dude, he looks great for a couple weeks and he stinks. Yeah, he was better last year than Tua. But the Dolphins weren't going to the playoffs. Come on, man. He had a chance back in, what, 2015 with the Jets when they were coming off a big-time win in Week 16 against New England at the Meadowlands, and he had an absolute stinker Week 17 in Buffalo. Like, you're not winning anything with that guy. They have Heineke, who had a really good playoff game. We know about Taylor Heineke. Obviously, we know about Kyle Allen, who's coming off a gruesome leg injury, someone that y'all claimed, and y'all know who you are, was the franchise after a couple weeks. Dude's garbage. So, Kyle Allen's there. That's not a great quarterback room, if we're really being honest. You're not going to win anything with Fitzpatrick. You ain't going to win anything with Kyle Allen. And you're not winning anything with Taylor, with Taylor Heineke. So, yeah, it would make sense for Washington to move up there. I'm just curious, would David Tepper sign off on that, especially as obsessed he is over quarterbacks? Now, the reports say the Panthers don't necessarily love Lance, but they do and are intrigued by Justin Fields. Justin Fields apparently drops all the way back to 32 to Tampa Bay. That adds another element. David Tepper is going to watch his ex-coaches get a quarterback in Trey Lance, who I listened to an interview with him and Rich Eisen on Tuesday. I really like just the kind of guy he comes across. I don't know what he's actually like. We don't know any of these dudes, so I don't ever say you love somebody when you don't even know him. But like, I, I like the kind of what I heard from him, which Rich Eisen seems like a funny, personal dude. But I mean, that's just surface stuff. I was listening to a radio interview. I don't know Trey Lance. I'm not going to back him and say he's a good dude. I'm not saying he's a bad dude either. Mate, can he play? I don't know. He definitely has a lot to prove. Small-time Minnesota kid. North Dakota State was fantastic there. Last year, only one game he played. 100, what, 43 yards rushing, 150 passing. But it was like 50-50, and he had like an interception, all that kind of stuff. But I, I was interested in that. I'm just saying, but Tepper sees Trey Lance, Justin Fields, both not good to him. Then he sees the division rival get Justin Fields in Tampa Bay, which is the succession plan for Tom Brady when he retires at age 60. So, I mean, Justin Fields basically be out of the league by then. Um, man, I don't know. And then here's the thing, too, about that. They drop back to 19th. They take Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, who I've already mentioned the medicals. Scott Fitterer has made it known that he does not – they only have 16 first-round grades. I do believe Farley's one of those because they do like the, the top three corners. But are you really, really – are you willing to risk dropping that far back in the draft – 
and having someone take Farley. And if Farley does drop to you, shouldn't that be even more concerning that other team? If you have a first-round grade, you have first-round grade. Like, there were 16 guys they feel comfortable taking in the first round. And if those guys aren't there, like, I think if they make this trade, that they're far more likely to just move out of the first round entirely at 19, move back in the second round, and get multiple picks than they are to take a, take someone at 19. I mean, unless in this situation it's Farley, I could see them doing that. But I just feel like if they get if they move back there and they risk not being able to get one of their top 16 guys, that there's no way they would take someone at 19. And I'm so curious if David Tepper would sign off on that. Because he's not just meddling. This man is an active participant in the Carolina Panthers. He's honestly going to pull Dan Snyder, take over the war room. But, you know, Trey Lance and Justin Fields are both there. And Ron Rivera comes calling, and then Scott Fitter's like, yeah, sure. He's like, whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I spent $2.25 billion liquid. You ain't about to get my trick over to Ron Rivera. Come on now. So, yeah, Chris Sims is crazy. But, uh, you know, he's kind of on point sometimes. So, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. All right, y'all. That wraps up another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. We are so close to the draft, and as you can hear, I am exasperated. I'm so sick of talking about this, but we're almost, we're almost there. We're almost there. So get, get into, get in uh, your questions at Julian Council for the mailbag. I will answer your questions for Thursday. Will not be questions on Friday unless you maybe, maybe I'll sneak in a few, but probably not going to happen. Uh, but we will get back to it next Friday, depending on how things are going. Uh, also, uh, follow, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Odyssey. You know where to find me. We're we're everywhere. So, cool. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Can't wait for the draft to be over. Talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.